Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, Mr. Rima. Yes, Mr. CP- Ware. CPS Energy <laughs> is owned by the city of San Antonio, which means owned by the citizens of San Antonio. Right. Okay. They take 14% of their revenues and they give those to the city of San Antonio in exchange for taxes. You don't have to pay taxes, just give us 14% of what you earn. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair right. enough, right? Right. Typically, that's used as uh, a, a way to make up their budget shortfalls in the city so that they can, you know, the city council people can take care of their people. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean? Yeah. So they got winky, the, winky. Yeah, they got the budgetary <laughs> stuff like cops and fire that they got to do. Right. But then they got to take care of the people to help them get elected, right? Sure. So then they run out of money. So what are we doing running out of money? Well, here comes CPS, and CPS gives them 14% of their revenues. Well, of course, it's been hotter than Hades for all summer long, so... All of us have been paying extraordinarily high bills. Right. In March, CPS went way up on mm. their rates, and then they also started to charge an extra buck for their screw-up in the winter of 2021, right? <laughs> We're still paying for that. That's right, and will be for the next 30 years. That's great. So, That's great. Right. So wow. what, what they found out was uh, the budget that um, CPS was going to hand over your money, your money, to the city of San Antonio this year was supposed to be $361 million, okay? Ugh. That means, you know, think 14% right. of their operating budget turns out to be $361 million. So think about the billions they're earning over there. But anyway, instead of 361 it appears now, because things have been really good for them, it's $436 million that CPS is going to hand over to the city of San Antonio. For how much? $436 million. Wow, four hundred and thirty-six million. I can buy a lot of drapes. So for, uh, for the mayor, <laughs> that's what though. I said this morning. That's <laughs> interesting. Get some damn fine that's drapes right. for that kind of ca- exactly. that kind of coin. That can buy even some more stainless steel potties for the homeless downtown. <laughs> oh yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got to have more stainless steel potties downtown for the homeless, and probably over there on San Pedro where they've got the immigrant center. Right, you get them porta potties gone mm. and put in some permanent stuff over there for that kind of money. $75 million increase over what they thought they were, the increase they were already going to get, because they were already getting an increase of <laughs> right. so $75 million additional of your money and my right. money and the money for everybody who is a CPS so, customer. So we're paying more money on our energy bills so they can have free cash. Well, they are loaded. That's the right. thing. It's falling out of their pockets. Right. So now city council's going, what can we spend it on? Oh, my God, we didn't realize. <laughs> oh, and so they're talking about some sort of, aquifer protection program we're talking about sidewalks which usually end up being sidewalks to nowhere that nobody would walk on <laughs> right right yeah and then uh, <clears throat> a warehouse to store some stuff you know like Ma- the statues we want to pull that's down that's it that's what i was gonna we need say a place to put those broken statues gotta find a place to put that statue we broke good you know? god man so that kind of stuff uh, not talking about giving it back to the people where it belongs, or not taking it from them in the first place. No, we can't do that, folk. We we gotta we gotta find a place to spend this money. And so you know, like on the on the sidewalk thing, you know, somebody's brother-in-law is in the concrete business. You know that. Well, it's kind of like the mafia, man. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> that's how they, that they, works. They get all this money that they rob us of, and then they uh, they use it to uh, feather their own nests, so to speak. Somebody somewhere along the way has a brother-in-law that's in the steel building right. business, right? They want to build a warehouse. Want you to build a warehouse. A warehouse to nowhere. I want you to build a warehouse. No, we ain't going to put nothing in it. But uh, you're going to build it, and we're going to pay you well. So, Do you know where I can get some good drapes? They say, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or maybe we can get him some of those remote drapes where he can punch the button and they'll open it. Oh, yeah, them. wouldn't that be swell? Well, yeah, so he can do that all by himself, you know. But uh, so they're talking about having a meeting in September. I think it's around September fifteenth. Having a meeting right. where they're going to talk about what to do with all this extra cash. Because oh, my God, we didn't expect to have this much. Oh Lordy, what are we going to do? Maybe they Boy, go vacation. There's nothing better than when government, whether local or national, gets a lot of money. They can just do whatever the hell they yeah. want with. Right. That's just great, man. Well, I have a couple of suggestions for City Council what to do with all this extra money. First Me too. of all, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's where you can put it. Uh, first of all. The first thing I think is appropriate is to give it back to the people. Quit stealing it from them. Give it back to them. The you, people. You've you ah, got enough, man. Silly rubes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's the first thing. And the second thing is CPS don't give them the extra $75 million. CPS, you take all that money, 
and you spend whatever you got to spend out of all that money to make sure our lights and our AC and our heat will work. Bah. <laughs> I'm a little too practical, aren't you I? Know. You know. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> no. Remember who we're talking about here, man. These are the people that want to replace all of our AC units with you know with windmills and crap in the front yard. You could just open the window. Just open the window, man. Let the breeze it's blow natural, through. man. It's only 105 degrees. Let it blow through, man. It's like a natural air conditioning unit, man. Just open a window, man. Right, right. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm just really anti-government right now. Yeah, I well, just really am. Well, they've earned Whether that. it's local or it's national, I'm just really, really a big-time anti-government they've guy earned right it. now. They have. They've earned it. They put themselves. They, they, they did it to themselves. What do they do? At, except not you, Clayton. What do they do at city council or, or out of the mayor's office that actually benefits the people? Not of this one city? stinking thing. It I, benefits I their anything. constituents, right? Right. So, I can't think of a damn thing. Ron has got these uh, constituents over here at the Texas Organizing Project who will knock on doors for him to get him elected right. and all that kind of stuff. Well, he's got to take care of them, you right. know. So they've got their own little special groups, little fiefdoms, you know. Jalen has got the gay crosswalk people he's got to take care of. Jaylen. Make sure the gay crosswalks painted. I want some more crosswalks, right? That's exactly right. you got $75 million. Seventy-five million. You can paint some more. Give me a couple more crosswalks. How about if we painted all the curbs in Ron, rainbow colors? Ron, I want the Alamo painted in rainbow. Right, exactly. They were gay men at the, at the Alamo. So... There's the point. So you've got enough. And uh, the first thing, of course, obviously, is the people should have that money. It's the people's money in the first place. It's not their money. Again, bah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not theirs anymore. All right. We got our hands on it. So that's where I'm starting today. We'll see where we, we'll <laughs> we'll see see where we, we go. <laughs> well, it's not a great news. I mean, the Liz Cheney story is pretty much the big story, Yeah, I would say. I mean, there, there's a, 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 an, indicate, an indication of what's coming in November, I think. I hope so. I mean, they they ran her out, man. <laughs> oh, so that'd be nice. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I I think people are really fed up. I mean, because of the kinds of things we're discussing right now. Because you look at this bill, they this piece of crap they signed yesterday. Yep, that's putting our great grandkids in debt. Oh, you know, uh, and people when you're hurting when you and I I've always said this when 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 the economy tanks, politics become very personal. Right. Oh, of course. Because Absolutely. it's your, it's how you live. It affects how, now. Their policies are affecting how you live. You know, whether you're living in a town that's overrun with uh, migrants, you know, uh, down south, crime in the streets, crime in the streets. Look at Austin. Uh, they got four jewelry stores that have been hit, and they can't get a cop out there because they defunded the place. Yeah, it's incredible. There's no no. And now they're there. complaining yeah. about it. It's oh, like, yeah. well, this is what you guys wanted, right? And that's exactly did exactly what the people wanted. Exactly what they voted for. Remember, they put it up to referendum. They did. They Several voted on ago, this They stuff. voted to do this. Bunch of hippies. Now they got to live with it. But you know, the crime is off the charts in most of the major cities across the country. Sure. On purpose, by uh, on design. On purpose. Yeah. Uh, uh, the economy again sucks. We're in the midst of a recession, and they signed this piece of crap legislation and they have the audacity to call it the inflation reduct or the uh, rece- inflation, inflation reduction, reduction. Uh, bill well joe manchin you know he was the guy who made it happen right. first of all he was the guy who killed bill back better and i said hey he's a democrat he's gonna lie to you right and sure enough he makes this thing happen this time and he was asked yesterday so when is it going to start reducing inflation and he said well he said probably in about 10 years. It's going to take wow, us 10 great. years Thanks, to get the solar panels built, to get the electric cars on the road, the charging stations. It's going to take us 10 years. 10 right. years. Meanwhile, $700 billion a year. seven hundred Because they're going to have to come back and do it again, Sean. Right. And they're going to do it again, and they're going to do it again, and they're going to do it. As long as people are electing these fools and idiots and clowns, then they're going to do it again and again and again and again and again until they inflate. This is what's going to happen. I'm not going to get all wonky. But what's going to happen is they're going to inflate the economy so much and they're going to cause deficit spending to go so high that your dollar is going to be worth zero. Weimar Republic, baby. It's damn near worth zero now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> man. Yeah, well, that's why, and again, I, I think people are waking up, man. I think Wyoming was a great indicator of that. And so we'll see what happens in November. But, man, if, if it doesn't happen in November, we're screwed. I mean, you know, <laughs> it should not even. Here, here's the point to wrap it up. 
It should not even be a discussion in downtown San Antonio what to do with a $75 million windfall from you and me and the the ratepayers. Give it back to the people, man. It's not even a discussion. Right. We're not even going to talk about this. We're just unilaterally going to punch the button, and boom, you get every dime of this. And I'm not talking Ah. about a a percentage based on how much you make, and people on the west side are poorer, so they're going to get even more, and we're going to spread it around on the east side. No. Every single ratepayer... Boom, you get this back. Well, we're talking about politicians, though. I know. Well, that's, that, but that's my point. That's oh, why yeah, people yeah. are upset. Oh, I you, know. You talk about politics hitting people where it hurts. Joe Biden's uh, press secretary two days ago, wasn't Jean-Pierre as a communications director, said uh, two days ago, look, the, the, the price of gasoline is down a dollar, oh, so boy. now you'll be able to afford the new taxes. <laughs> that's great, man. Well, if we're paying the higher taxes, it kind of balances the whole thing out. Well, we're still in the hole. That's the point. You know, that, and they, and they money, say that you know. stuff like it's we're supposed to have these big thankful grins on our faces. That's exactly right. You know, oh, be thankful you can afford to pay the higher taxes that's that you're going to be paying oh. because the, the the gas is a dollar cheaper, and they act like, and this is what is so frustrating. They act like it's their money. <laughs> it's theirs that they have a right to it. Well, but they do. They feel they do. That's the thing about the political class in this country. They actually believe they do deserve that money because they're so special and smart, and they're doing such great things for us. Yeah, yeah. And we should just shut up and if, love them. If the ratepayers of CPS do not burn down the phone lines and the in the email today with a million emails and phone calls to yeah, city council about what to do with that seventy-five million dollars, then you get what you deserve. If you get a sidewalk to nowhere or you get some <laughs> stupid warehouse in the middle of East Houston Street, right. that's your fault. Okay, because right now you should be demanding from city council through email. Through through telephone call. I'm serious. I, I get make sure that it, it, nothing happens down there but busy signals today. <laughs> right. I, I think call it's great. Nuremberg's call office. Call Nuremberg. Call him up. Call him up directly and say, "Hey, give that money back. Give it to the people." It's been triple digits all summer long, man. Yeah, they don't want to do it. I mean, I even my electric bill. I'm like, how oh, much stupid. do we pay? It's insanity. You know, I couldn't believe when my wife told me how much we were paying. Insanity. Yeah. So, yeah, here's the deal. Uh, make sure city council knows how you feel about it. Yeah, let them know. E- emails, whatever. All right, quick break. i got to tell you about my friends over at uh, River City Oral Surgery. Dr. Mark Havercorn is over there. Uh, he's a guy who puts his prices right on the website. Now, <laughs> you won't find that with anybody else. He believes in competition. He believes in free market. He believes in helping you out. He believes in do- doing what's right for you and for your family. So if you need implants, man, if you need uh, an extraction done or whatever, you can go right on the website and see exactly what that is going to cost you at River City Oral Surgery. And, you know, he's a doctor. He's a very pleasant guy. He's a doctor, uh, which means he has admitting privileges. He has privileges at area hospitals. He does surgery several times a week. So he could do all the way up to major facial surgery. I, I saw a model of a face that he basically reconstructed after a gunshot wound. Amazing work this guy does. But everyday stuff like tooth extractions and implants to help replace missing teeth, stuff like that, he does that all the time and will do a great job for you. Find out more by logging on to the website at rivercityoms.com, rivercityoms.com, and the phone number 210-778-0002. AccuWeather forecast high today around 100. Going to feel like it's about 105 with all the humidity and the you know, moisture in the ground. 98 tomorrow, partly cloudy skies. Chance of rain on Friday, 78 right now, KTSA. Well, you're 50 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. All right, sir. Hit me. Well, uh, we got people pick kids picking cotton in L.A. <laughs> There's a... This is, I mean, this is the CRT stuff just going awry. Uh, a, a mom in uh, uh, named Rashida R- Rashonda Pitts uh, uh, found out through her child, her, her daughter goes to the school at the Los Angeles Unified School District, um, and she's suing that district because her her teacher, the kid's teacher, had the class outside. They have a cotton field they planted at this school, and they had the kids picking cotton to give them uh, a sense of what slavery was like in America. And she, the kid's black, <laughs> so she's got... Black kids out there picking cotton, so they got to get an appreciation of slavery. And she's suing the district because she said uh, her her daughter uh, suffered emotional 
trauma as a result of this. And the school district kind of said, well, but we got fruits and vegetables out there. It's not just about cotton, but we'll take the cotton down. But they actually planted a cotton field at this school to teach this CRT crap. What is the point of school? I don't know at this point. I really don't know. Well, it's supposed to be to prepare kids for life. Sure. And really to prepare them to be successful in life, right? Give them the skills that they need. And really, I think schools should be about teaching kids to learn how to learn, right? More than just stuffing well, their head with details. But how does that... Intellectual curiosity is what you need well, to get Well, that's right. Heads, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, so how does picking cotton and teaching that white people bad, because white people made black people pick cotton, how does that prepare them for a future of success? It doesn't. It, it doesn't, just strokes doesn't. the ego of the teacher putting it on. No, you know what it does? It is. It does that, too, but it's the left also perpetuating the race war that they have to perpetuate in this country. It's their whole claim to fame. That's, That's it. All, it's, their, it's their only gig is fighting racism. They so have to you have us fighting You can't have racism going away. Yes. And I tell you what, and you and I both know this, this CRT crap, even in states like Texas where they have laws on the books saying you cannot teach this, it's still going on. If they were to leave this alone and not do it, of course they do. Of course they're teaching it. I, I, I had this whole thing on seminars that were happening here in school districts in San Antonio teaching teachers how to get oh, around no, I, the I found, law. Yeah, I found yeah how to teach it without uh, get around the law. Knowing. Yeah. It's, they, they They're were librarians, I think. So, yeah. So, and, and, and CRT is just unbelievably racist in and of itself because it's teaching white kids, well, you're a racist just because you're white. You were born white. Well, and also, it's teaching kids of color that you're, all, you're a victim. It's perpetually against you. There's nothing you can do about it. So how about teaching this? Yeah, it, it was a part of our history, but we beat it. We overcame it. It doesn't exist anymore. Nobody is forcing anybody out there to pick cotton anymore. It doesn't happen. And so that's what we ought to be teaching. We ought to be teaching that it's a success. We have overcome it now. What that proves is, little Johnny, you can overcome anything. It's amazing what we can do as a free people. But see, here's the deal. The word is free. They don't want to teach freedom and liberty. They want to teach enslavement. Well, and they want to make them. They they're graduating dumbasses. I'm sorry to put it that way, but they're not. They're not getting the same education we got. I, I, I say it all the time. You, you talk to a lot of kids who are fresh out of high school, and in certain regards, they are functionally illiterate. They they, they are. They, there's no intellectual curiosity. Uh, they can't communicate in the written word. Uh, they they have a very thin understanding of history if they have any understanding of history at all. I mean, I. I you and I graduated from high school. We had a fairly decent sense of world history and American history. Uh, they're not reading the same classic books that we read. You know, they're they're reading why Betty wants to be Bruce instead of uh, you know, John Steinbeck oh, sure. and, and sure. Upton Sinclair and guys yeah, like that. Brave New World and all that. Well, I, I, I tell you, too, and this is, you know, it sounds like we're painting with a broad brush here and not trying to do that because there are great schools, great teachers, great administrators. Sure, oh, there are, yeah. You know, my my granddaughter goes to a really fine one. I'm really pleased with where she's going to school right now. Um, but, you know, um, <laughs> there's plenty out there that are mucking it up for everybody else. It's a mess. It really is a mess, and it shouldn't exist anywhere else. The thing that I came out of school with, and I was blessed, I had teachers – that really put into me a thirst for knowledge and understanding, yeah. which that should be the number one job. And I, you know what? In thinking back, I couldn't tell you the politics of a single teacher I had. No, nope. nor the sexual orientation. No, that's true. Yeah, neither. Who uh, cared? You know, no. They were too busy teaching. Inspire me I'm with to want to learn. Well, and I'm with you, and I, I, I have a very, very good friend who's a teacher, and, and she's amazing. I mean, she's just, she's the real deal, yeah. you know? Uh, but uh, it, this is a lot of stuff that's handed down to them, I believe. Oh, that happens, too. You know what I mean? Where yeah, saying, sure. hey, we want you to do this. You, you bet. Know? But, uh, yeah, they, it's going on here. Get, get out of the cotton field, teach. Quit teaching the <laughs> cotton field. Don't have kids picking cotton. And teach them how to have a thirst, a lust mm-hmm. for learning for life. Yeah. Become a lifelong learner. Not to mention Johnny Cash picked cotton. <laughs> <laughs> he did a long time ago.
I got to tell you about Amogee Bank and our great family bank. Amogee, your family bank is Amogee. All throughout the state of Texas, Amogee is here for your family, no matter where you are, right here in San Antonio, Pearsall, Pleasanton, right over there to Jordanton, and straight on over to Seguin, wherever. Depend on Amogee to do the right thing for your family. And especially when it comes to family-owned and operated businesses, what a great thing that is, man. It's a, it's a wonderful thing when you're building your own nest egg and you're working for your, kid, your own kid's college education not somebody else's college education. You know what I'm saying. Working for yourself and having a family gig is really a cool, cool thing. But, you you know, sometimes you got conflict among family members, so conflict resolution, you didn't know how to do that. You need to know about the process of hiring and extending this and working over there and getting your product to market and marketing your product. And also finances, and that's where Amogee comes in. They're great at all of the above. They can help your family-run business with conflict resolution, with marketing, and also all, all the money you need, you know, $12 billion in assets. So they'll have the money for you to launch whatever you're doing or if you're already in a family-run business to take it to the next level. Contact your family bank, Amogee Bank, Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal house. Yes. <laughs> you guys were cracking me up yesterday. What's that? Henry Kissinger is still alive. I'm Alex Stone. <laughs> I'm Alex Stone. <laughs> Henry Kissinger is still alive. That just, man, I was driving home and I was just <laughs> rolling in the car. I was, well, you know better, right? If I said it, it was true, right? Right. You, you know. Right. Right. Cause uh, that, that's why we felt so bad as we hang our feel heads bad. in shame. We were like, oh, I'm not going to apologize to Trey. We man. murdered Kissinger on the air yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what he's talking about is we, we went on the air. We were uh, talking about this ICBM they shot off uh, the other day. Yeah. And you'd said Kissinger was reacting, saying, uh, you know, this is a bad track to be on with China and with tensions between China and Russia that's right. and us. Yeah. And we were like, Kissinger, is he, is he still, is it still with us? Is he still with us? No, you didn't say that. You said he's dead. I, he's been dead a lot. James you, said you, it. I didn't say it. James you, said it. Okay. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, said, somebody said he's been dead a I long agree. time. A long time Kissinger's been and dead. And then we looked it up. It's like, dude's 99 years of age, man. <laughs> I texted kicking. you. I you said, did. He's still alive. He's 99. And I, here's the story. And I right. sent you the story of Kissinger saying, well, well we, we're on a bad move here. This is not a good way to be. So. Right. 99. Nine years of but, age. but then you turned it into a funny bit because you had Alex Stone. I don't say, know why I like doing Alex Stone <laughs> from no ABC idea. News. I don't know. Donald Trump <laughs> is still a racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Henry Kissinger still alive. So well, I, I got home and I told Nancy the story and she said <laughs> I thought he was dead too. You know, it's like everybody thought he was dead. I He's, really you know? did. Well, we think about you know back when he was in the headlines with the, all the you know with with Nixon in office in the water. That seems like ancient history at this. Well, point. it is ancient <laughs> history. <laughs> and the dude was old then. Yeah. He was so, old then. Sure. It's, it's easy to assume that yeah. he's no longer with us uh, because. All of the other, you know, parties. You know better. What does he say? I prep how many hours a day? I sleep 18 minutes a day. Yeah, That's what right. Sean says. The mucho, rest of the time I'm Mucho prepping. hours. Mucho. He, he, he preps 18 hours a day and sleeps uh, for 19 minutes. I prep for 19 minutes and sleep 18 <laughs> hours a day. Uh, so, so anyway, that's right. the deal. Uh, okay, um, I, I do want to talk about this border stuff because we have uh, new stunning information that's come out this week from Border Patrol on what's going on on our borders. Right. First of all, we do know that there's been 2 million encounters. Um, any of these numbers that I give you, these are the official numbers of encounters and, and what have you that the Border Patrol has come across. Um, my friends in the Border Patrol, every one of them to a man, and that includes Brandon Judd and others, say you double whatever number is official. Because right. the gotaways, the ones we yeah. don't encounter, okay? Right. So these numbers are low by half. All right, so two million so far have come across illegal aliens. Two million. The numbers that are coming across daily now since they got rid of Title 42, about 2,200 a day. Good in, in, in a five-hour period, about wow. 2,200, 2,200. Right. In one sector, in one place, one city. Mm. Now, you run all up and down the border. You include California, and you include Arizona, and you include the rest of the border. Now you're talking about thousands upon thousands in hours now flowing, just streaming across our border. It's unbelievable numbers. We are seeing massive increases in the numbers of terrorists, those guys that right. are on the terrorist watch list. Now, 
uh, 66 so far this year. Okay, we didn't have 66 in a four-year period back when Trump was in office. Right. Now we're getting 66 in just a few months that are on. The, we know these guys are terrorists. Double that number. you got about 130 terrorists that have come across the border just in a couple of months. We're importing terrorism, basically. We are. <laughs> no, we're not. Joe Biden is. Right, right. The, Joe the Biden gang is. is. The rabble behind him, yeah. Same thing with gang members like MS-13 and the others who are basically a lot of these countries open their prisons because they don't want those guys there and they said if you want freedom then you go to america so all those gangbangers from el salvador and other places have been coming here they're they're here now and they continue to come every single day the vast majority of the people who are now coming across are single males well guess who that is okay that's not charlie coming looking for a gig right right, right. so we are now finding out the numbers concerning fentanyl yeah, that's some troubling stuff. And not only are the numbers high, uh, but they're now uh, making it look like candy. They look like little Pez yeah. uh, candies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just horrific what they're doing with fentanyl now. 2, uh, 2,071 pounds of fentanyl coming in from Mexico in July. Let me tell you what that is. That is a 60% increase over the previous record from April. Right. Um, this is the, it's just a huge amount. Let me put it in another perspective for you. 2,071 pounds of fentanyl is enough to kill, kill 440 million people. I, yeah, I read somewhere that there's enough fentanyl right now in this country to kill every American citizen. <laughs> well, no, well, 440 million, we have right. 330 alive. Right, right. So, yeah, it would be that and more. Yeah, right. Right, so... And that's just in one month, Sean. Right. That doesn't count all the other that that has come here. So we have that. It was so bad in 2018 because China was sending it directly here in 2018. Donald Trump gets on the phone and he calls President Xi and he said, knock it off. Quit <laughs> right. sending uh, fentanyl into our country. Xi said, okay, I'll stop sending it into your country. So what he started to do was send it to Mexico mm. and the cartels cook it up. And they send it across. So the way they do this, their operation is they bum rush certain sectors of the border, get our guys busy with the 2,200 in five hours that I mentioned. Our guys are busy processing them because there's no turning them back. There's no remain in Mexico anymore. You have to process them and let them in under Joe Biden. So our guys are busy doing that. And two miles down the road, the fentanyl is coming across. The fentanyl is killing our children. Left and right, our children in America are dying. 100,000 well, over, overdose deaths last year from fentanyl. Do you think Joe Biden or any of these people feel responsible for that? No. It's, the, it's their direct doing. Well, yes. It's their, it's their actions. It's their policies that, is, that are causing this. And, and what's sick about it, it's really this cheap. They're doing it just for political reasons. They're trying to change some of these red states like Texas into blue states because they're thinking they're going to you know, give these folks amnesty, get them uh, uh, citizenship uh, so they can vote. They're giving them social security numbers now uh, at this point, and they want them to vote. And so all this human damage. They don't care. That is, whether it's trafficking, and we talked to, remember the sheriff we, you talked to mm-hmm. about the slavery yep. uh, to the cartels once they get here. They don't care. The fentanyl, none of it matters to them as long as they believe they can they can flip a state by inundating it with, uh, with illegals. And now, my dear partner in crime, I want to give you something to think about. Mm. Just yesterday, Joe Biden signed a bill into a law that funds and arms 87,000 yeah. IRS agents to come after you. Right. To come after me, to come after everybody who's listening right now. And, folks, they will. This whole nonsense about we're not coming after anybody that makes less than 400000 is a lie from hell, and it smells like smoke. It's not true. They're coming after you. They're coming after your business. Here's what I want you to think about. Can you imagine what good would be done if we were to hire and arm 87,000 agents and put them on the border. Well, that's what the new rep uh, from uh, down uh, in the valley said. She said, "If we instead of eighty-seven thousand IRS agents, why don't we hire eighty-seven thousand border agents and arm them and, and put arm, them yeah. on the border and say you're not coming and, and have the president say you're not coming in? Not only you're not coming in, but the fentanyl's coming in. Well, and if you try to bring the fentanyl in here, we're going to kill you." Well, that ain't going to happen until November, or until we get rid of these, this, you know, the president and the the rabble in the Congress, because they're all about this. They love this stuff, unless they show up in their cities. And, and here's and here's what it is: the guys bringing the fentanyl in and bringing the illegal aliens in, they're not the target. You are. 
Yeah. You are. Yeah. You're yeah. the one that these agents are coming after. Your business is the one. Your farm, your ranch, you're the one that they're coming after. They're, they don't care about going after the criminals who are killing our children with fentanyl at the border. They don't care about that, or else they would arm 87,000 agents and put them down there. What they did is they're arming 87,000 agents to come into your home to look at your receipts. And if you don't match up, buddy, you're going to jail. Yeah. Well, you're that's, the target. That's the plan. Sir, they got their own personal army to come after you. But again, Myra Flores said, why not, you know, there's a meme with the quote saying, you know, 87,000 border agents and we maybe get a handle on this situation. But it's not going to happen. They, they don't care. You're right. They, it's really that cheap. It's really about maintaining power and votes. And right now with the IRS, it's about scaring the crap out of people into compliance. That's really what it is. But that's why November is, is, well, that's why what happened to Liz Cheney, I think, is really interesting. Because I think that's a little tiny peek into where people are right now. Uh, because so. between the border and the economy, this is screwing up people's lives. I hope so. You know? I, I hope and so. killing people, and people are waking up yeah, to it. Right. Our children are being killed by fentanyl, and 87,000 armed agents could stop it. Yeah, could absolutely, absolutely stop it. Yeah. All right, the day's coming up next. Bridgehead IT, your IT services company for your business, whether that's your personal business or your business business, you turn to Bridgehead IT. And my friend Wes Bunch and his team over there, he's the CEO, they are dedicated and they work day and night tirelessly for IT solutions for businesses just like yours. If you've got a problem in your business concerning IT, could be Wi-Fi, could be that simple, could be a, a server is down, uh, could be anything at your offices. You can't get the printers online to print, whatever. Whatever the issue is, it doesn't matter how large or how small. They can tackle the most difficult, the largest, biggest problems for major corporations or mom and pop. If you got something going on and it's not working for you, you call Bridgehead IT and they'll make it work. Everything from the cash register up front to the computers in the back room and back office, you turn that over to Bridgehead IT. It'll operate smoothly. They'll keep you up and going all the time. And by the way, cybersecurity, well, that's a big deal, too. You do not want to be a victim of ransomware. And Bridgehead IT has staff on duty 24-7 to protect your business from all kinds of cybersecurity threats. That's Bridgehead IT, 210-477-7999. This is Carl. What day it is. Huh? Anybody? Well, it's August 17th. It is. Uh, we've got some interesting ones today. It's National Number Two Pencil Day. National Number Two Pencil Day. When's the last time you used a pencil? I, I can't not, remember. Not that long ago. Really? I, I, I have to be honest with you. I do every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a sharp. I, uh, you know, I, handwriting I think is becoming a lost art. Yeah. That's why like, I, use I a do very. The only handwriting I do are my show notes yeah. on a daily basis. Right. And I, I've gotten my handwriting. James has <laughs> always been bad. Just yeah. horrible. But now it's even worse since I don't really do it a whole mm. lot. Uh, so it's uh, well, you know, studies show that w when you go from the hand to the brain, your brain remembers it better. Right. That's what studies show. So anyway, I, I think I heard that once, but I forgot about uh -huh. it. Right. It's National Black Cat Day. Okay. I got one of those. Yeah. Crosses my path every day. <laughs> it's National I Love My Feet Day. <laughs> so go find some feet and be loving on them. Go be loving on someone's feet, man, if that's what you into. <laughs> okay. My wife hates my feet. Uh-huh. Well, she hates my my nails, my, my toenails. Right. Because... Who cuts your toenails? My my wife. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. This is my imitation... Seriously, it's an imitation of my wife cutting my toenails. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure she does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next. What's the next one? Uh, let's see here. Baby Boomer Recognition Day. So love on an old hippie. All right, and my personal favorite it's the mean it's the meaning of is day. Do oh, we all where's Bill what Clinton? We all remember what it's from, Bill uh, Clinton Day. Depends on your, on your meaning of the uh, word is is. Only a Rhodes Scholar could come up with a bunch yeah, of bull crap like that. What man. a bunch of crap from that guy. He was guy. so ahead of his time in uh, redefining whatever. words. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the meaning depends what, on what the meaning, meaning of the is, word is. is. Is okay. So that's today. That's all we got. Wrap it up. That's it. That's also so, Sean's ass is really tired today. You, right? Yeah, you are. You didn't bring up the dive bar day, man. Dive bar. Dive bar day. Yeah, dive bar. Uh, is you, that you, today? You ever been in a dive bar? No, me? No, <laughs> never. I think he was born in one. Here's a hog's ass pork. <laughs> he spent the entire decade of the 90s in a dive yeah, bar. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a new ice cream that's out from, right. uh, from Miller High Life. They're actually putting this out. 
And what they've done is they've combined the flavor of Miller High Life beer <laughs> along with stale tobacco. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. The flavor of Miller High Life beer with stale tobacco and uh, and peanut butter. I don't know why the peanut butter, the peanut butter swirl gives some sort of flavor well, off. The peanuts from the bar. Peanuts. Bar peanuts. Whatever. Right. Barnuts. <laughs> it's a new ice cream bar called Dive Bar that tastes like the floor in a bar. In a dive bar. Just and, go lick the floor of a dive bar. Well, you know? I, that's apparently that's not too appealing for people. Or you just would rather go buy the flavor of it. If 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 tasting the floor in a dive bar is your thing, Miller High Life is out with a brand new ice cream called Dive Bar. You guys were talking about this earlier. We were, and uh, I, I just heard little bits and pieces. I didn't realize it was freaking ice cream. It's though. ice cream, man. It's well, ice Don cream Morgan, bar. Then you say it should have like a slight taste of, with a hint of urine or something. Like yeah, that. he did say that. The popsicle stick. So there you go. Yeah. It's, it's good, healthy for you. It'd be no a great way, treat. For, give that to the kids. It'd be yeah, a good treat for dive the kids. Bar ice cream. Uh-huh. Prepare you for when you're older. I did not know that there was ice cream that. It was infused with liquor. I had no idea. I just learned. I mean, I knew people made jello just shots. Just drink the own. damn liquor, man. You know? <laughs> Be somebody. Don't, don't, don't mix it with ice cream, man. <laughs> Actually, they, they have that. There's a truck that goes through my neighborhood. It's Mr. Lushy. Yeah. And they Mr. Come, Lushy. Right. <laughs> come through with this alcohol-infused ice cream. Yeah. Well, somebody it's sent wonderful. Me. We're all drunk and fat. My friend, <laughs> another Sean in my life, my friend Sean Murphy, sent me a, a link Braunfels, let's see, newbraunfelstipsycow.com. Mm-hmm. Liquor-infused ice cream at New Braunfels. The tipsy cow at New Braunfels. So, there you go. Yeah. It's your thing. That's I don't know cool. if they have the Dean bar. Martin used to say he used to freeze his, uh, his liquor so he can lick it like a popsicle. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give that a shot. <laughs> like Give you said, a shot. hold your nose and drink it more quickly. Ooh. All right, back in a minute. More uh, Wear Rhyme coming up, KTSA. Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I don't know what you got over there to hit me with, but I just want to throw something out real quick about this signing yesterday with Joe Biden and the $750 billion steal. Right, right. So, first of all, his wife has COVID and we wish her well. Sure. We hope she comes through this with flying colors and everything is great. She's triple vaxxed, double boosted, and she's covered. But he shows up in a mask. He takes the mask off. Chuck Schumer's standing right there. Joe Manchin's right there. And immediately, (laughs) 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 he's talking up a lung all over these guys. Like that. Yeah. You know, and Schumer's like, man, you got some on my sleeve. And Manchin's like, you got some on my Say it, don't spray it, Mr. President. Exactly right, you know. We spray me with no COVID. So, obviously, I don't know if he's got dementia because I've never been around the guy face-to-face. But, you know, he's got something going on. And uh, he sits there and he signs legislation. And to sign his name is quite a quite a task. <laughs> To sign his own name. That's to quite put on his jacket, apparently, it's, is quite a task. Right. So he takes the pen and he holds the pen up and with all these people standing behind him. He's moving the pen around, kind of like he's waiting for it to start shaking to show him where the water is. He's holding it up in the air. Yeah, and then he turns to Joe Manchin and he goes, you want it? <laughs> Manchin goes, hey, yeah, sure, I'll take it. But one of the things he said yesterday, I have to call him out on. There were several things he said yesterday about this. Like the 400000 nobody's going to be audited under that. We all know that's BS. Here's another thing he lied about yesterday. I just have to call him out on it. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Having come from a family that has um, uh, ear uh, issues, you know, it's a, it's a genetic thing that we right. have hearing loss in my family, right? My dad ended up with a cochlear ear implant, wore hearing aids for years, ended his career eventually because he couldn't hear to do the show anymore. Um, I have hearing loss. I was born with it, and it made made worse by headphones and guns and race cars and everything else. So I'm looking at hearing aids eventually. It's going to happen. You are too. Oh yeah, you know, we're I, all. My wife boat. wants me to have them now. Exactly right. We're all in that boat, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the way it is now, and the way it's always been, you had to go do a hearing test, and then they had to be prescribed for you, and then they had to do the testing on it, and they had to do the adjusting after you bought them, and it drove the cost up where people couldn't afford. It. They're five thousand right. dollars, you know, right. couldn't afford it. So now, new deal is you'll be able to go buy them over the counter, and your phone will program them, and you don't have to go see a doctor or an audiologist. You just go to the shelf in Walmart, mm-hmm. Costco, wherever, and you pick them up and take them, and you pay for them, and you walk out. 
Well, Joe Biden yesterday said, hey, I did that. As an executive order I signed, now you'll be able to buy your hearing aids over the counter. You won't have to go through all the rigmarole. No, sir. Sorry. You didn't sign that executive order. In 2017, Donald Trump signed the -the Over-the-Counter Hearing Aid (laughs) Act. Donald Trump made that a law in 2017, and it's taken this long to get it to market. Right. Joe Biden lied, lying Joe Biden again yesterday, saying, no, I signed the act that got that done. No, you didn't. It was signed in 2017 by Donald Trump. Well, you know, he's, he's a classic liar. He's always been that. He's never had an original thought in his head. The guy's so full of crap. You know, he, it's even though, now, first off, I do think he's got dementia. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, he is looking more and more feeble, frankly. And uh, but even before, if you, if you, you know, again, I don't know that for a fact, but it, it's I see all the signs. But you know, prior to that, he he's always been a lying scumbag. He's like, again, he's never had an original thought in his head. Well, he's, he's lied about his life. He's constantly. a plagiarist, right? A plagiarist, you know, and everything that he does. This is not a big deal. I didn't mean to turn this into a long segment. I just look, uh, give credit where credit is due, and they're always kicking Trump. Trump signed that act. It's now a law because of Donald Trump. And old fart cannot come in and and take that away. And I just wanted to point it out. I want to make sure everybody knew. Yeah, I, I, it's good. The, the morons, of course, are going to go. Oh, no, he didn't. Well, no, so what? Didn't. I don't He's care what the racist. morons think. He's for, a racist. For all we know, he might think he did sign the bill. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What you got? What do you want to hit me with? What? I can't hear you. What? Can you speak up a little? God, you mentioned that on the air. My wife's on the way to Walmart. What do you want to hit me with? What do you want to hit me with? Uh, Well, a couple of celebrity things here. Uh, Let's see. Alec Baldwin still maintains uh, that he did did not pull the trigger, even though the investigation, the FBI investigation, showed forensically that gun could not have fired without somebody cocking it and pulling the trigger. He still maintains he didn't do it. Well, then somebody else was negligent. Somebody else was negligent. Of course, how did it fire? He doesn't know. The gun fired. Somebody's dead. It was in your hand. So how did it happen, Alex? He can't explain that. Well, but he says whoever handed the gun to him was the negligent one. Was the person who screwed up. You know, and uh, he still maintains he did not pull the trigger. He's a lion sack of crap too. Absolutely. And this, uh, you know, I don't know if you know who Wolfgang Peterson uh, is or was. Uh, actually, one of my favorite directors. Uh, he, he passed away from pancreatic cancer at the age of 81. Uh, he did it in the Line of Fire, which is a great Clint Eastwood movie. One of those rare Clint Eastwood movies that he didn't direct himself. Uh, Air Force One with Harrison Ford, which is a pretty good flick. Gary Oldman. And uh, one of my all-time favorite movies. And this is where the artsy-fartsy part of me comes out. Das Boot. James, you ever see Das Boot? Have you ever seen Das Boot? No, I know of it. It's a it's a, a World War II submarine movie mm-hmm. uh, about a German crew on a sub, and uh, and all kinds of uh, issues they have uh, during World oh, War II. Oh, I think I have seen that. It's, it's got subtitles. Yeah, you know. I think Jürgen, I have seen Jürgen Prochnow right. played uh, played the captain of the of the of the sub. I don't know who that is, but I I think I I do remember seeing that movie. It was something similar to it. If it das Boot. That's cool. Yeah, so I you know just one of my favorite directors. Well, since we're talking celebrity stuff real quick here before the break, I'll toss in a couple of quick things about Elvis, because yesterday was the 45th anniversary. Right. We touched on that briefly, but a couple of things made news yesterday. Priscilla Presley was interviewed yesterday about this week. It's all Elvis week because of the death week and all that. And uh, she she was asked, you know, what, what really missed, what did he miss out of his life? And she said, look, he really, really hated the way the colonel put him in all those stupid beach movies. He wanted oh. to do serious right. drama movies and we know that with a star is born he was you know barbara streisand asked for him yeah i mean he he had the role all all he had to do was say yes and the colonel wouldn't let him do it the colonel had him doing all these uh beach movies and that that was one thing that really you know got into his head there toward the end the other thing is there's a book out that's talking about his chronic pain there toward the end mm. and what he was doing with the medication to manage that chronic pain he had tremendous back pain he had shoulder pain he had knee pain directly related to arthritis he had systemic arthritis i don't know if it's rheumatoid or what but he had systemic arthritis now uh, this this book claims and he was taking a lot of medication to deal with that but he didn't feel like he could come off the road because he had so many people that were dependent mm-hmm. on him right he said i got to make payroll and these people have children dependent on them and all that and kathy westmoreland who was his high singer said to him that was just don't you know don't just don't go on the next tour stay home he said i can't i wish i could 
but I can't. I got to be out there, and I got to keep gigging, and I got to keep the money flowing. I got to keep all these people fed. So, and at the end, though, he was pretty much based in Vegas, though, wasn't he? Was that a, a, no? Well, I mean, that that was during the mid part of the seventies, the, right. the early part, late sixties and early seventies, where right. he spent a lot, a lot of time in Vegas. There, at the end, he was just picking up little arenas wherever he could. I think the last one he played was South Dakota, wasn't it? I believe it was South Dakota. Was it Michigan or South Dakota last when he played? It was uh, Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis. Uh, Hoosier right. Dome, that's right. You know, he was in he was in Rapid City before that. Right. And, uh, and then he went to the Hoosier Dome, and that was it. He was headed toward, was it Bangor? No. Portland. Portland. Portland, Portland Maine, Maine he was headed toward when he I, died. You know, I really just didn't know a lot about him until I saw the movie. You know, I, like, I did the whole Tom Parker thing, I had no idea that uh how bad that had gotten well not to elongate this but i you know that's another thing priscilla said yesterday she was asked about tom parker and the way the movie portrays him is really a bad dude right, right. He, you know he took advantage of elvis and all that and priscilla said baz did a great job of showing this baz really got elvis out there this is the best elvis that i've ever seen period priscilla said that that was elvis what you see there but tom did have a softer side she said there was two sides to to tom parker one was this business side that did take advantage of elvis the way it's portrayed in the movie but when he was there in the family man role he was a wonderful husband hmm. he wow. lost a lost a wife and uh he he was you know there and it took care of her while she was dying and then was very good to his second wife. So there were she said there was two sides to Tom Parker that didn't come out in the movie. There was a really you know taking advantage of Elvis side and then there was the other side. that was really a sweet man, a gentleman. Well, and and Hanks was I'm you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of half and half on Tom Hanks because he, he I think he kind of plays the same kind of roles over and over again for yeah. the most part. Yeah. But uh, he was brilliant in this particular. He did some great acting. Yeah. You know, and you know, the uh, he was phenomenal. He, he was. Yeah. You really forgot it was Tom Hanks. I, I think over time, because there's been so much space between the big movies of his career and this one, we forget right. how uh, he's an amazing actor. Oh yeah, he really Tom is. Hanks. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Even down to, and I don't know if you guys picked it up, how he held the cigar. Yeah. Oh really? Did yeah. you figure it out? Yep. What? Didn't hold the cigar between the first two fingers. Colonel Tom held it back here. Oh, on on, yeah. on the, the pinky. pinky. Yeah, at the right. pinky. Yeah, those Smoke little, from those, the pinky. Those little details and which it, stand out. Even if you didn't know it, that's that's how we held a cigar in real life. It's those little details that you know kind of set them aside a little. But bit. it's like the guys from Tombstone. They studied the those right. guys. They studied Wyatt Earp right. so much in those guys, so they knew every little idiosyncrasy about it. Tom Hanks obviously studied, or somebody did, and told yeah. Tom about it. How Colonel Tom held his cigars. Mm-hmm. He's just played so many nice guys. You know, you can't play Mister Rogers for crying out loud. I can't handle lot. one more nice guy Tom Hanks movie. You know what I mean? I like that he played an evil dude. You know. Oh, that was yeah. great. Right. Got out of his comfort no, it was, zone. He was great. <laughs> That's great. Jimmy Stewart. You know, I mean, he really, he's our Jimmy Stewart, you know, but he uh, he really did, and yeah. he pulled it off, and it was brilliant yeah. acting. All right, a quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up for you. You know, Shirts Funeral Home is your family funeral home, and if you are at time and you need to uh, plan for a funeral right now, Shirts Funeral Home will help you like nobody else because they're a family-oriented funeral. Well, they are a family. So they're family-oriented. They'll walk with you through the entire process, explain everything that you need to know about about planning a funeral and they'll also talk to you about pre-planning and pre-need if that's what you're interested in like you know many many years from now upon your death everything is going to be done exactly how you designed your funeral when you work with church funeral home on it and then you pay for it today and uh, you know i don't have to tell you about inflation we see what's going on with inflation but even if we return to those days of inflation at two percent or more when you're talking about a funeral the the expenses always go up you know grounds not getting any cheaper and those kind of things the materials that they use and so on and so forth so right now is the time to plan your funeral and lock in those prices today and that'll save your family a ton of money down the road with your family funeral home right here in san antonio in shirts shirts funeral home 210-658-9224 well we expect our temperature today to be around 100 partly cloudy skies you're going to feel like it's around 105 because of all the humidity in the air about 98 tomorrow with partly cloudy skies and a chance of rain coming up on friday right now it's 78 at ktsa Good. 071 the more we're finding out about the raid at mar-a-lago the worse it gets not the better Absolutely. It, it is absolutely, well, it's a miscarriage of justice is what it is. That's the only way to put it. It's a crime, it's I think. It's criminal. What's uh, happening here, Donald Trump called it a crime last night. It he, is. He said they grabbed everything like a common criminal when they came through my house. They grabbed everything. 
He said, uh, this shouldn't happen in America, and he's absolutely right. Because that's what they did. First of all, they judge-shopped to find a judge who may or may not have been compromised by representing Jeffrey Epstein's people, right? (laughs) Right? And, I, I think it all goes back to Epstein yeah, myself. Well, yeah. everything in the world, in yeah. their world, does right. Yeah. So he signed off on this, where they could just go in and they grabbed everything that they could grab, whatever right. got in their way, including right. passports and everything else. Because I have this theory, and the theory is not that they were there trying to find something that could hang on Donald Trump. No, they were there to find documents, possibly that would implicate them in a huge crime. The the swamp was there to make sure that those documents were removed from there. If you remember, Donald Trump in the last couple of years of his presidency, but particularly in the last few months of his presidency, he was busily declassifying documents about the Russian hoax. Right. And every time he would declassify a document like the Devin Nunes letter, what we found out was it wasn't Donald Trump that broke any laws or did anything untoward. It was the swamp. The swamp lied. The FBI lied to the FISA court judge to, so that they could so they could spy on Carter Page and the whole situation there. And every time he, he did that, you know, the Democrats and, and the swamp would scream, you're going to unveil witnesses and uh, you're going to expose our sources. Do not unveil it. And he would unveil it. And the next thing you know, it wasn't witnesses that were exposed. It was the swamp and what the swamp was doing with hoaxes to bring him down and how they were breaking the law to bring him down. So every time they say up is up, you need to think about, no, it's really down and vice versa. The swamp, whatever they tell you and whatever Democrats tell you, it's directly the opposite. So right now they're saying they went in because Trump had nuclear codes and they've thrown a bunch of stuff out there. We were there getting stuff on Donald Trump and at MSNBC, they really are and just thrilled that Donald Trump is going to be going away the rest of his life. He'll, <laughs> he'll never get out of prison after this. Yeah, well, they're being played. So just like, just like they lost the Hunter Biden laptop, we have no idea where it is. We've had it for two and a half years. We have no idea where the Hunter Biden laptop is. I believe at this point, I just my own personal feeling, it would not shock or surprise me if they were there to find the documents that would implicate them, the swamp, in all this hoax uh, messiness, and they wanted to go in there and get those documents before Donald Trump could expose those. I don't know, because uh, I, I, to me it's the timing, you know, because if, if they really were scared that he had something on them, they would have gone in a long time ago, wouldn't they? I mean, they, they wouldn't want him to have that stuff in his possession for a couple of years. Not necessarily. You see, if it's top secret or if it's secret, mm. he couldn't declassify it until when? Until he was president again. Oh. So right. if Donald Trump had documents that were secret that would exonerate him and show that he did not right. do everything and would implicate them and really drain the swamp finally and for good, Yeah. right? Then once he became president again in 2024, then he could declassify those documents instead of uh, those documents disappearing or being destroyed or we can't find those documents. It's very possible and even probable in my mind that they went there to get those documents so that those documents could never see the light of day. Well, it, it, it could be true. You know, I think they also are looking at the timing uh, in front of November. I mean, we saw what happened with Liz Cheney. Uh, who went against him uh, and and who he supported in that race? Uh, I, I think there's two twofold. I think first off, they want to tarnish him going into November. Okay, they also want to they do want to you know charge him with something because I don't know. I'm not exactly how, sure how it works. Maybe you do. You know that uh, a, a pres you cannot run for president again or run for president if you've been charged with a, a crime. I believe. Uh, actually, Alan Dershowitz said no. That's not true. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Alan Dershowitz said that's not true. He he said that yesterday. Uh, that would not prevent him oh, from okay. becoming president again. Well, then I, I think a lot of it has to do with November as well. Yes, I you think bet. you know the optics. You know. Well, and and Dana Milbank from the Washington Post wrote an wrote an opinion piece yesterday. It was horrible, but he said that this is really helping the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is going to come back in November. This has fired up the base of the Democrat Party like nothing else. Remember what we've said all along. Right. Between the abortion thing and the gun thing and now the Trump thing, 
what they're doing right now is they're squirreling away Joe Biden and hiding him. Now, oh, yeah. now he's going to have to go back in hiding because he's going to have to isolate because his wife has COVID. Right. Right? Yeah. So, winky, uh, winky. next thing you know, the dog's <laughs> going to get COVID. And he's going to have to hide. Right. You know, and it stays, right. He's going to stay out of sight. And they're pushing Donald Trump to the top of the news, trying to fire up their base to get their base to the polls. Well, I think they're they're firing somebody else up. <laughs> <You betcha. laughs> I think you combine all this crap and you listed it all off yesterday. I think all, all this crap here, the ba- the, our base is fired up. His base is fired up. You look at these polls recently they take as far as where he would be going up against Joe Biden right now. Huge. There's no comparison. Huge. You know, so I, it may be firing up their base, but I, I they're, as you say, poking a big old tiger. And uh, I think come November, I think Wyoming was a great uh, example of what's going to happen in November. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Well, I just but think. Liz, guy, this like, don't let the door hit you on the ass. Yeah, there, sweetheart. <laughs> see, well, I just think that, that, that the possibility exists that what the, the raid that they were, the, the documents they were going after weren't implicating him right. in any kind of crime or anything that he did wrong. But, you know, in everything that he released so far, it implicates the swamp and what the swamp was doing oh, with yes, the Russian sure. hoax and everything. And they knew there was more in there and possibly worse that some of them could face jail time from. And they went yeah. to get those documents. Well, maybe we'll find out at some point, you know, but just at least release the affidavit. But they're not going to do that. We'll see. Absolutely not. Tomorrow, the judge gets to decide on it tomorrow. Well, we'll see. Window World Windows, a huge improvement. Earlier today, we were talking about energy efficiency in your home and how much you have been paying CPS recently and how CPS is going to make the city very, very wealthy off all that money. We've all had to send to CPS in the past couple of months. Well, you know what? If you want to keep more of your hard-earned dollars and quit sending so much to the power company, whether it's CPS or GVEC or whoever does your power, I want you to know about Window World Windows, the replacement windows from Window World. They are the most amazing when it comes to energy efficiency. This time of year, you'll keep the hot air outside, the air-conditioned air inside, and when it gets cold outside, the cold air will stay outside. You'll be warm and toasty inside with your brand-new, beautiful Window World windows. There's no window on the market that is more energy efficient than Window World, and you don't have a better company to buy them from than Martin Bamba's Window World. You see, he doesn't stand behind his windows. He stands on them. That's how tough and how strong they are. And they're guaranteed, man. they got the greatest guarantees, best warranties, and certified master installers to put them in. Start saving money every day with Window World Windows, 210-767-0995. It's Ware and Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA 838. Hit me. Well, we got a, uh, a, a, a woman who, uh, a college student uh, at the University of Alabama who was rejected by 20 sororities because Grant Sykes is actually a dude. <laughs> He's a transgender <laughs> well, dude. there you go. And for some odd reason, the sisters didn't want him. And uh, uh, he, he says... Gosh, uh, I can't imagine why. Because he's a I mean, it's dude. 2022, right? So he's got a dude. He's a dude. Well, but I'm trannied out, man. It's 2022. Come on. I am so trannied out. I'm just sick of this crap. He gave it the old college try. <laughs> uh, he says, unfortunately, this chapter is closed. Okay, I was dropped by every single one except two. This is recruitment week, you know, when they, when they uh, take in uh, new pledges. I'm hopeful of a future where everyone is welcomed for just being themselves everywhere. Oh, you think so? If you're going through a hard time today, remember that life is too short to ponder on the things lost. Yeah. Hey, bro. Uh, listen. If you <laughs> want to be, if you want to be welcome for who you are, then go to the frat house because that's where you belong. You're a dude, okay. Man. You don't belong in the sorority house. I, I, yeah. You are a man. Okay. So be welcomed where you, they're happy to welcome you for who you are in the frat house. You're a dude. You know. Well, that's it's, it. the chicks don't want some dude sleeping in their house. Yeah. Man. I'm just. I, you know what? I'm sick and tired of the assault on the truth. That's all this is. The assault on the truth. Oh, no, I'm actually a girl. No, you're not. You're a dude. That's that's where I draw the line. Like, again, live however you want to live. That's fine with me. Stay out of the bathrooms, though. Yeah. And stay out of the locker rooms. Right. And you know what? You are not the other gender. So this, You can't right. choose your freaking gender, man. Sorry. Just like you cannot change the color of your eyes. Right. 
They are what they is, man, and you can't do anything about it other than accept it. The problem is not your physicality. The problem is between your ears. Don't you oh, think- I know this is so this is so toxic. I know it's so hurting you. I understand you're getting hurt by what we're saying. Well, somebody needs to slap you upside the head and tell you the truth. Well, well, I mean, don't you think a lot of this is just trendy right now? I think a lot of people are transi- transitioning because it's cool. Well, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's a certain amount of that. There's also a certain amount of we got to attack the truth man we've got to screw up the truth and what's happening here is and ben shapiro did a great job on his oh i just lost my headphones i think this thing is going out ben shapiro did a great job on his um uh, podcast yesterday he showed this dude that's carrying a baby and they're going to go in and cut the baby out (laughs) and ben shapiro said you know he just had the shocked look on his face and he said i feel so sorry for the kids for the for the children in generations to come because they're not going to know what a mom and a dad is, a female and a male set of parents and a family. Because this is all going to be so screwed up in the way it's going. Well, you got to rip down those old traditions and institutions if you want to rebuild a, fasc- in, in, uh, a fascist state out of the ashes of America. Well, they're that's all about that's, it. That's what, this, that's what this is really all about. And what we need, and I'm convinced, and I was breaking I was, up the family. I was on a podcast yesterday talking about this. What we need is bold men to stand up and really take over their place that God has assigned to them is to stand up and to be the bold men that will lead their churches, lead their families, lead the culture, and will stop a lot of this crap. If that'll be the thing. I think people will just get tired of it. Well, <laughs> I, I think eventually it's just people are just going to get bored with it. Well, a lot of people already are. Yeah. No and, doubt and about plus that. Plus, you have a lot of people that are that transition when they're young, and then, uh, you know, by the time they hit 30, they're like, what, have I, what did I do? Yeah. But you see this already, like the pronoun thing is kind of falling away. I've noticed that. More and more people are dumping the whole they, them, she, you, whatever. Well, so that tells me that the you know people are getting trannied out. The <laughs> problem like, with this is is this 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 dude will find the ACLU attorneys that will file the lawsuits against this sorority. The sorority will come back and be forced by a judge or on yeah. their own accord to say, "I'm so sorry, please leave us alone." Okay, you can come join us. And the next thing you know, the dude with dude parts is sleeping with the girls in the sorority. That's how it works, man. Now you know dudes do sometimes spend the night uh, at a sorority no, house. No, but, they don't. Uh, I've got a granddaughter going yes, into college. Oh, don't tell me that. I, you know, my granddaughter's starting college right now. Is she going to join a sorority? Uh, I have no, probably. I've I have slept, no idea. I've slept in the girls' do. dorms but, before. Yeah, yeah. Me yeah. Okay. too. <laughs> I did that at colleges. Right? Yeah, Tulane. I did it at Tulane, and that's a very good school. Wow. No, Trey, it's all it's all good. Look at him, look at him, look at his 